Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. friends what's going on it's tuesday it's it's crappy hour it's time for all the all the stuff that we talk about while we have a drink and hang out and uh, lily's here and i'm here and lily how you doing um i'm exhausted i'm not in the best mood but i'm happy to be here with you and talk about some wrestling yeah it's been a, a crazy weekend i went mm-hmm. into the weekend thinking that oh there's not much wrestling going on and then i very quickly realized there was a lot and so i was able to sit back and and watch some of it during the time and then catch up on some of it later and it was uh there was some good stuff and some uh stuff that happened <laughs> otherwise though very was, diplomatic uh, of you i try to be that's what i do mm-hmm. here on this platform uh speaking of which it's fightful overbooked hope you're all doing well chat hello if you're listening to us on the audio forum hello and why haven't you dropped a five-star review yet maybe you should have maybe a drink Maybe pop a drink and pop a five-star review. Help us get a little bit closer to your friends hearing more of us here at Overbooked uh, because it's not its not just the Sean Ross Sap show, okay? There are other people here that talk about professional wrestling. We just, we, we just do it all in different periods of time. Uh, and also, if you're here at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked and you guys are uh, doing this live or watching us live, chat hello, drop a thumbs up, got us afterwards, maybe leave a comment. That'll help. And uh, yeah, also super chats. You know what? Why not? We're, we're I say self-funded. We are one of those groups of people who uh, take the funding of you and we reinvest it back in Fightful. It helps pay everybody. So if you would, go ahead, donate a super chat. Get your question statement right on the air. Supports us. Supports you supporting us. We appreciate you. Lily, what the heck's going on? What are we talking about? There's so much wrestling. What do we want to do? We have so much. Um, I think let's start with Triple Mania. Because um, yes. that's kind of fresh. That's fresh on my mind. Um, like you said, I... I knew Triple Mania was coming up. I forgot when it was coming up. And then it kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, one of my good friends, uh, Ani, he was like, yo, when is it? And I was like, it's tonight. Come through. Um, and you can probably tell by my voice, I'm recovering from a cold. I did test for COVID like multiple times and it wasn't. Um, so I was like recovering from a cold, recovering from wrestling. Um, so Triple Mania kind of already is a fever dream. <laughs> but when you when you add you know recovering from a cold and a couple of adult beverages a little bit of cannabis it's it's a lot i was yeah. exhausted by the end of it but um it was quite the show a lot of it kind of reminded me of gcw kind of in the fact that it was like just a clusterfuck um but some of the talent was incredible reading the live threads along with people <clears throat> on reddit was pretty interesting because you got a little bit more insight from people on the ground in Mexico that were actually from Mexico as well. Um, the uh, AAA president that you pointed out her name was an absolute icon carrying an urn uh, the whole match. Um, Wagner Jr. got a crazy pop. Apparently yep, the always craziest does. pop of the night. Um, Blue Damon Jr., um, Vampiro. I thought uh, Tay Conti did a great job as well. 
um, yeah, it was it was good. We can talk about whatever you want. So AAA is really fun in that all roads kind of go to AAA and diverge out of AAA because you had AW stars there, you had Impact stars there, uh, you have just giant cluster segments going on and matches. Some feel longer than others when really they're pretty much as long as the rest. Like I took a look at match times and I'm not a pull out your stopwatch kind of guy, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, a match between LA Park and Viano 4 goes almost 20 minutes, but also it ended up being a really good match because they got bloody. They got stupid. Like they're, they're older guys. They've been around this business forever. They're icons in in Lucha Libre. And just to watch those two go at it. I think that was nuts. I didn't expect much coming out of it, but when I rewatched the match, I was like, Holy shit. Like I did not expect that. Um, And and a lot of matches on the card just kind of delivered despite sometimes being either too short, too long, don't get me started on that Jeff Jarrett appearance and segment because holy shit, that was awful. Oh my god, the wife too. Like, good lord, Karen. Oh my god, her name's Not Karen. Her. That's perfect. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, uh-huh. uh, Karen Jarrett, uh, the former Karen Angle, I believe. Well, the thing, and you, you kind of uh, hit the nail on the head. You were saying like a lot of these luchas, they are uh, like fifty plus, sometimes sixty plus. Some of so... them are, yeah. Some of them, I think, I think one one of them was actually seventy plus, if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken. Kanek. Kanek, yeah, he's yeah. seventy one, I think, or something like that. So that was um, hilarious because Kanek mm-hmm. they kept talking about how oh he slammed Andre the Giant, he had matches with Hulk Hogan, and I'm just like, well, that's maybe something you don't want to hit too yeah. hard on the head. English comment. Self report. <laughs> it was something else, but you know what? He won. He defeated Psycho Clown, which is just absurd. Uh, and the match was fine. A good, a good little, you know, 10, 13 minute uh, match there. Uh, Latin Lover was there. That's how this whole triple oh. A Jeff Jarrett and Vampiro. V- Vampiro is another one that when he shows up, I'm like, oh, this is going to go extra long. Shit's going to, mm-hmm. shit's going to go weird. There was one, there's this like iconic video now. I don't know if you've seen this of a triple mania years ago where something's going on in the ring. There's a beat down and Vampiro is there calling the action with, I think Matt Stryker and Vampiro gets up and he's like, I'm not getting in there until they call my music. He's sitting ringside. Oh like, my he is God. Sitting at ringside. And he's like, call, cue my music, play my music. He's like telling the back on the headset, like, cue my music. I'm not getting in there until they play my music. And this whole, it's just so awful. But this time he wasn't on commentary. Uh, he just got, he, he went to the ring. He did the thing. But of course, because it's Vampiro, he goes and goes overboard because it's Vampiro. It was just something else to watch. And the, and the main event was great too, I thought. Um, you know, you got some GCW cred in there. You got some AEW cred in there. Um, and one thing that I kind of had like a holy shit moment was I never really realized that stylistically, the young bucks are luchas. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like they really thrive um, in this kind of unsafe environment. Um, you know, they, even though they've been they've been doing this stuff for years and they've banged in Japan and Mexico and all over, um, they really thrive uh, doing just straight lucha style matches. And I thought um, everyone else involved in that like tag was amazing. Um, Fenix, he's back, looking yeah. good. I'm um, just like looking at the card now. Who else was? Oh, yeah. And then Bandito with Tia Valkyrie and Andrade was a star as well. I thought he was like one of the like stars of the night, Andrade. Everyone loved him. And having yeah. that crossover, um, you know, from Mexico and America and multiple promotions, it, it, it was really great. 
Yeah, and people like Diana Perrazzo, Taya Valkyrie, mm-hmm. they've been around AAA for the last few years. Taya more so, and then Taya's husband, uh, mm-hmm. John Morrison, who is Johnny Caballero here. He had a he had a whole shtick at the end of the night after the Young Bucks defeated uh, uh, Hio del Vikingo and Phoenix. You had the Young Bucks uh, do a little beatdown, and then Sammy and Ty show up. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conchi, who won the mixed tag titles, they show up. They start beating down uh, Vikingo and Phoenix, and then out comes uh, Pentagon Junior or Penta El Cerro Miedo. If you're watching AEW. Uh, you had Ty Conchie get kicked uh, kicked in the head. Which went viral, that uh, pump that kick. Went, that went all around. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. It was good. And then you had um, uh, you had Johnny. Johnny Caballero was also part of that uh, that mm-hmm. group now. It, so I don't know. It, it, listen, if, if all of them end up getting uh, represented by Jeff Jarrett, I might just never watch AAA again. <laughs> also, too, well, it's like, I think that the point has been established at this point in history of wrestling that Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara have had sex. And I'm super proud that they have had sex, but I feel like it's time to maybe move on to other parts of their story. That's just me. But the problem with that, and I don't know if you know about this, they had sex. I don't know if you realize this. So Sammy and Ty have had sex. You, you know One this? second, I'm right. going to tweet this right now. Okay. You just you got to make sure that people know. And then on top of that, the people who maybe don't know this now may need to know this in the future because it's important to the story that Sammy and Ty have sex. Well, I think we should end the episode with that. There was a great grappy hour. Um, Don't forget to uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked and Mm -hmm. bye. Um, No, but I was going to say two standouts of the night for me were Laredo Kid. Yes. And Cartwheel, who I had never seen perform a full match before. I've seen his clips and I know that he's a member of the Jewish tribe. So I have to ride for him. Which, by the way, I found out just this past over Passover. I was like Same. freaking out. I was like, what is this guy doing? And then it turns out. And his out family lives here because he's from the yeah. States, right? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Um, so I had to I had to ride for uh, Cartwheel Jack. And holy shit, what an incredible performer. Like, so clean. And considering he's like a white boy, like, he moves like a lucha. Like, I was, I was like, gasping, gasping yeah. at that match. That was, um, well, that was a three-way tag match with Caballero Torres, who I love. Love yeah, me to Black see Torres there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did have a good time. Laredo Kid, of course, who's made shots with Impact. Um, yep. We talked about Johnny Caballero and Dragon Lee and Drillistico, who were very much part of Ring of Honor for for a long period of time. Yeah, that was it. Was a good match. It was actually one of the matches that I didn't really pay as much attention to as the rest of them. But oh, it was wow. still when I went back and spent a little time. It was a really good match. What yeah. I really liked, and again, shockingly so, was Ultimo Dragon taking on Pentagon. I did okay. not expect that match to be as fun as it was. It wasn't long. It was like the traditional Pentagon does the poses and everything. But Ultimo Dragon being the age that he is, mm-hmm. having the match that he did was actually a lot of fun. And for him to get the win over Pentagon, was it was smart. So I don't know if you paid attention to like this Ruleta de la Muerte tournament that they do. Did no, you, do you know anything about it? Unfortunately, no. So basically, it's so Triple Mania is three events it's not just this one there's another one in tijuana in june and then there's a third one in mexico city that's like the big one in october the blowout essentially yeah so this whole 
uh, Ruleta de la Muerte tournament goes through for the three events. This oh, one cool. was the big first round where the losers of the match go through to the next round because the loser of the tournament loses their mask. Oh, I like that. And I like the graphic. I liked the way that the stage was set up. And I actually really liked everyone's Titantrons, too. Yeah, it was pretty well done. Yeah. So, uh, Pentagon going further and further into the event makes sense because you got someone else to promote for your next event mm. in Tijuana. So it's going to be Pentagon Jr. and Viano 4. They're going to have a match uh, in, in that Ruleta de la Muerte. And then Blue Demon Jr. and Psycho Clown are going to have the next one. Yes. I have a feeling that the finals are going to be Viano 4 and either and Blue Demon. I, I think Viano 4 is going to the end. And I think maybe Viano 4 is going to unmask, but I don't know for sure. Hmm. I just think that Pentagon is going to be involved with his brother in a tag match versus the Young Bucks by October, if I Very had to cool. guess. But, uh, but we'll see. Either way, the event itself, looking forward to Tijuana. Um, they actually announced that they're going to do Dragon Lean Drillistico against the Hardys. So Holy. that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, they're doing an elimination steel cage match between Lady Shani, La Hiedra, Flammer, um, Chick Tormenta, and Sexy Star 2, and then a TBA. I forgot to give a shout out to the newly casted Sexy Star 2, Electric Boogaloo. She looked great and she performed great. <laughs> and uh, and it was good. I really like the new Sexy Star. I know there was um, a little bit of controversy, controversy with her. Um, I think she actually became a shoot fighter. Um, she tried <laughs> oh she tried okay the original sexy star you can watch her over to lucha underground if you really want the u.s influence of sexy star anyway uh either you you four hour show triple mania was a lot of fun i enjoyed it i didn't need to drink too much to get through it what are you drinking today by the way because i didn't see oh today i'm drinking good fortune raspberry hibiscus sparkling wine beverage with five percent alcohol it's actually really good Nice. Is that the uh, the one that you didn't drink the week before? I believe so. Yeah, I had the rosé last week, and this is the one that I didn't drink. And I don't think that I prefer one over the other. These are both perfect drinks to um, allegedly illegally drink in a park in the summer. Oh, there you go. So if you're looking for a beverage for the summer, this might be it. If you're in Ontario, I don't know about um, you Americans, but... Ah, do whatever you want. Uh, where do you want to go? You want to go to AEW? You want to go to Impact let's do Wrestling? It. What do let's you, you do, want to do? Uh, let's do AEW. All right. And I actually start. want to start. I want to start by saying um, I usually don't um, watch Dark from start to finish. Like I like to see kind of like you know up and coming talent, obviously, because it is kind of almost like a tryout. Um, but Elevation last night was absolutely awesome. Um, we had a lot of like. Really interesting matchups, including Tony Nice and Cheeseburger, who commanded that entire stadium for um, their four-minute match. And uh, Cheeseburger is just so over right now. Um, and I'm I myself am not a huge Tony Nice fan, but that match, I was like, holy shit! I am buying what both of these men are selling. It was a great comedy match, good storytelling, um, and the crowd just ate them up. Um, Willow Nightingale also got a win and she now has her own intro. So I don't know if that means that she's going to be appearing more, but I love to see it. Um, I saw a video 
where they pay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And to the crowd. And there was a sign, Willow Nightingale sign. And they mm-hmm. showed that sign. Like they specifically zoomed in on that sign. So I think that's a sign of things to come. Uh, no pun intended. And uh, my dude, Takashita, he was back. Uh, he defeated uh, Rhett Titus. Titus, yeah. Um, who I believe is a local um, to wherever that show was taped. And, and a former I'm just Ring so... of Honor champion. Not not oh. world champion, but a former champion in Ring oh, of Honor. Oh, right. Yeah, and they put on a clinic. Like, it wasn't a long match. It was short and sweet, but, like, real, like, classic, almost collegiate chain wrestling, grappling type match with a nice sprinklings of New Japan spots here and there. Um, both men uh, put on a beautiful match. Um, and it's, it's really nice to see ROH, New Japan, all these different um styles kind of starting to clash um for free on youtube like i'm not going to complain about that yeah exactly i i am not the type of person who normally watches ab dark or elevation um Mm -hmm. sometimes i will pop through and just kind of scrub through it on youtube in case there's something i need to watch but Mm -hmm. from what i was hearing this week it was a standout uh standout event and i'm I'm a fan of that i would like to spend a little bit time a little bit more time with dark but like they have to make me want to care to watch it. Of course. And Julia obviously is uh, turning heel quite soon. The uh, the mist is spreading and um, it seems like she might be working directly with Malahai just to work on her strikes because her moveset is kind of changed a little bit. She's a lot better with her arm strikes, her leg strikes, and she's, she's really leaning into her character. Um, and I really like to see that from anyone, but especially women. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, we've talked about how women get written and presented on TV sometimes. And, um, as much as that is up to writers and people behind the scenes, it's also up to the performers and the women as well to push, you know, ideas forward. And I think that Julia, um, for someone that's so new to this business is doing an absolutely phenomenal job. And, um, I'm curious to see where this goes. They got to pull the trigger. They just got to get it going. Yeah. And that's all I really care about. They right love now. the long game on IEW. Like they love the but long game. The and sometimes is, it's like, oh, the problem is it's not even a long game. It's just a back burner. Right. Well, like Phoenix, they, I think the Phoenix injury kind of affected the Julia thing as well. Cause I think that was going to play into it. There were other ways you could have gone there though. Mm-hmm. Julia Hart was never officially like she was never um, associated with Ray Phoenix. Right. So it's True. not like, it's not like you need that as the reason for why you don't do it. They just needed to get there and it took them so long to inevitably get there. And we're still waiting. Mm. We're still waiting for whatever it is to air. So like, it's just, it's been a long time and it's not, to me, that's not long-term storytelling. That's just Julia Hart on the back burner and eventually they're going to do something with it. Same thing, honestly, with the Philly street fight. I enjoyed the match between Deeb and Sheeta. I don't, I didn't care going into it. Because they spent so little time making me care after they, they brought had so back much time. They, they had so they much time. They brought back Cheetah at, at Rampage before Full Gear and then did nothing other than a standoff and a couple of videos. That was for like two, three months of build. 
that went absolutely that that just there was not nothing there was no build for me there was no reason to do a street fight in the content in the confines of like we're we're having a blood feud it was supposed to be this best of five type thing and it just it didn't do much it didn't do anything for me to me i totally disagree because to me it's just two women two characters that just hate each other's guts and they have forever and they both kind of try and get one over the other and it was you know a long time coming it was totally telegraphed and we knew where it was going and i agree that you know the lead up into this blowout was kind of dog shit but overall i really like that program that's what i'm saying though i'm saying the lead up to the it the lead up okay was i agree with you okay the matches were great the the storytelling was good but the way that they staggered it was just not good at all and i think a lot of that might have had to do with Sheeta just being so goddamn busy well, she went, no, she went back to Japan for a month and then came back. They had her on American soil from full gear and they mm. didn't, they didn't do the match. Do sooner. anything. Yeah. Yeah. They had her do the qualifier for the, uh, for the Owen. And then that was it. They didn't really. And who do you think that capitalize. falls on? Do you think that's I, like on the performers or? No, it's on the bookers. It's absolutely mm. on whoever's booking. If it's Tony, if it's whoever, I, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know. Specifically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's on the bookers. It's on the people okay. putting the show together. And this, to me, is a consistent issue that I have with AEW is mm. that they continuously put things on the back burner and then think that they're especially paying Especially with off women. After months. Well, yeah, especially with women. And that's, that's a whole other can of worms. But mm -hmm. for me, I just... I, I want to see things play out. And I'm not saying I want to see a play out, you know, uh, in a week. I at least mm -hmm. want to see a play out within due time and not just be like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. I want to be reminded that someone had brought this up to me before. One of the best things that that WWE does is if you're not watching the weekly shows and you're watching the pay-per-views, the, the pay-per-view um, recap packages going into a match is the perfect way to get into the match and understand mm. what's going on. And if AEW did more of that, I think they would be looking at a much more um, cohesive storytelling product. That's something well, that to me they're missing. And I think you make a good point because when like, I hate comparing promotion to promotion, but I, I, I personally think that, you know, WWE right now caters to your first time viewer, your casual, they want to, you know, get that new viewer Whereas AEW caters more to like the super meta nerdy kind of like fan service kind of um, audience and like the memes and Reddit and like Twitter and all that stuff. Um, so I agree with you. I think that, you know, maybe focusing on all like the nerdy meta stuff too much and not like getting new fans and like introducing reintroducing these stories so people know what the fuck is going on. Um, there's, room, th there's room for that. Yeah. There is room for that on, on all sides. And this is something, again, this is not a silly tribalist conversation. This is no, like, no, no, no. I know I'm, I'm just saying that to put it out there in the world because inevitably someone goes into the comments and just like, no, you just hate AEW. But no, it's not even that. I watch the shows every week and I often enjoy them. But one thing mm -hmm. that just drives me nuts is that if I miss even one week, I've just got to go back and be like, wait, what? Or, or it's been a few months and you're bringing this back and I need to know what the hell's going on. Stuff like that bugs me. They're catering to a fan base that is, like you said, very much attached to the product and very much attached to social media. If they're on Reddit, if they're on Twitter, whatever it is where they get their news, they're involved, they get it. But for those who don't, sometimes they walk in like they're walking into a party for the first time and they know nobody. And they're just like, oh, what do I do? Everyone's paired off. Where do I come in? Mm -hmm. Or do I come in? 
And that's something that bugs me about AEW is that there is an opportunity to do that. Whereas with WWE, there's an opportunity for them to tell a more cohesive story, but they don't do that. That's a different thing. Mm. Um, yeah, just just to even out the playing field here on the conversation. On the conversation. I, I just hope that Alexa um, Bliss is okay. And I hope that um, things like are okay for the female talent and like women talent at WWE because there's so much incredible talent going on. I have a, like I have Naomi on my desk. Like, you know, I'm not a huge um like every week watcher but there's so much talent in that division and i worry about how they're presented and written watch last night on raw the main event it was a six-woman tag and it was Ooh. really well done sasha and naomi involved no it was uh oh my god i'm gonna do this to myself uh live live oscar yeah live oscar and and Dewdrop's tagging now there's a scottish women's tag team which is yes i've been calling that for a while i'm glad they're doing that um Sorry, the, the, the third person is going to bug me now. But either way, they took I'll on... Check it out. Oh, oh, Bianca, Bianca, Bianca Belair. Uh, okay. Versus Becky, uh, Sonia, and Rhea Ripley. Okay. It was a really good six-woman tag. Really worth going out of your way to check out. So um, the women's division, again, it comes and goes with mm-hmm. both companies, too. Uh, and going into this coming Wednesday, I don't know if you um, have any thoughts on this, but Mercedes Martinez and Diana Perrazzo are having the Ring of Honor Women's Championship conglomeration i don't know what to call it yeah you're excited i am too i think it's going to main event that show by the way i hope so (laughs) it's the only title that's on the line right now as of tuesday okay well i will mark your words i'm writing a note down right now that it is going to be the main event and i hope that it is because both those women have proven themselves for years for years and um i think that they're a draw like it's not just like oh it's a women's match like they are a draw they are incredible wrestlers and there's a lot of reputation and there's a lot of story on the line so um it's not just women that are tuning into those two it's it's a lot of people yeah and i remember at grand slam in new york last year when the women main evented the show it's because it was the only title that was on the line and mm. they made the title that was on the line the most important. Last week, the TNT title was on the line. It was Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky. And that was the main event in the contractual ladder match that Sammy has to have every week uh, or every month. Uh, I just hope he's okay. Like, uh, he, he was at Triple Mania. He looked not injured at all. So Came out with a crutch and turned everyone uh, on its side and won the match. So it's entirely possible. But he seems to be. I also okay. found out that he had sex with Tay Conti, which is great news. Breaking news, Taikanchi and Sammy Guevara have sex. Is there anything else from, from Dynamite <laughs> that really throws you throws your 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 bounty? Did you like uh Dax and Cash? Of course I did. Qualifier? It, was, you it like? was um it was so emotional, especially at the end. There was this one gift that was going around where they're both kind of lying on the mat and they literally did the same thing at the same time. Like those two are so connected. Um and I mean story-wise, it kind of you know it made sex it made sex it made sense for uh dax to go over just because of his like undying like outward love um for mr hart so it was it was it was a tribute match and there was a lot of things going around comparing uh the two classic matches it was hbk right that they uh that that they love no that the the match itself that they like mimicked essentially Oh, they mimicked a few. They did. Uh, they did Brett and Owen. They yeah, did Brett, Brett and, and Mr. Perfect, and they did Brett and Razor Ramon. The finish was Brett and Perfect, I think. 
in the role. It was great. It was great. Um, I thought it was kind of weird to put it as the first match, but it also kind of made sense with like the rest of the card, I guess. So by the sounds of it, because Hangman announced that he had COVID, I think it was mm-hmm. a known that he wasn't going to be there earlier in the week. Uh, but also, I think the idea of them putting CM Punk on commentary was, first of all, a hot opener, because that's what AEW does. Uh, people were talking about, again, whatever the internet is talking about the most usually ends up being the opening contest. Uh, and in this case, it was Dax versus Cash. And then mm. you put CM Punk out there for commentary. I think the original plan was that they were going to go into a Hangman CM Punk uh, promo that would lead to the Double or Nothing announcement. Instead, because Hangman wasn't there, um, they had Punk just go out. They announced the match and Punk just cut a quick promo. And that was that. And it, it, that was their way of kind of making it work. I thought Rampage this week was a little bit more impressive, actually, just from a lineup and match standpoint. Like, you got uh, Swerve with Darby. I thought that was a fucking phenomenal opening match. Both both of their styles are so same, same, but different um, yeah. and really played well off each other. Um, and then we got the baddies. I personally think that the baddies are one of the best things going for uh, the women's side of things in AEW right now. Um, and when I say that, I mean um, representation-wise character wise story development wise what they're doing on social media what they're doing like outside of the ring as well um it's just very well fleshed out um it's really positive it's badass it's getting a lot of people involved um it's a good message and they killed it that match i thought that was a really good trios match um yeah it was really good i love the trios of uh, of jade and kiara and and uh red velvet i think it works it does and they come out they do the dances they they look like a team they look cohesive they work together they have a leader and that's jade and if that's the way they're going to work right now then that's perfect i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed that um putting and and willow out there was great it was fine willow didn't really do anything because she had a match on dark taped earlier in the night yeah but it was one of those like we need a body and then (laughs) Having Trisha Dora and uh, and Sky Blue doing the lion's share was was good. I, I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed it. But really, the the whole point of that match was to showcase the baddies and to of really course. make make it known that they are a trio in and out of the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do as a trio, not just as a wrestling trio, but also as just a trio of women who might completely decimate the division. And I'd like to see that. And uh, Miss Jade Cargill herself said that the daddy section might be starting up. So I think you should apply to that if uh, AEW ever comes, you know, to these guys. Hey, if and when I'll be there, I'll post my photos. Maybe I'll get myself a, a Hooter shirt and 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 oh, no, the guy from incredible. the guy in Boston. He he absolutely killed. Oh, it. he He's won. Guy. Like yeah, you want to talk about body positivity? That yeah. guy wins. Okay? And you know what? And I think we talked about it on the other shows. The the, the fact that people weren't dicks about it people were like yes this guy and the majority were nice there's always yeah. a couple of assholes but the majority were like go off Forget him. exactly the people who were nice were the ones that shone that day and so exactly. for him to come and be a part of the show one thing that was hilarious and like stupid because it's wrestling was uh they didn't really show him on camera like he was yeah. in the baddie section and they just kind of showed all the women and he had to like kind of do this just to like be in the shot barely it was it was silly but whatever it's wrestling well, it's like, you know, good-looking women, I guess, do better on TV cameras. What do, what do you want to say? Just the reality. That is. And there's been some good cameos in the baddie section, actually, the past couple of weeks. Gabby Ortiz was there last week, yeah. who I interviewed, and she's just such a lovely human being and a great wrestler. Um, so I don't know if that means something. 
Are you are you saying that you are the purveyor of baddie sections? No, absolutely not. But I better be in one when it comes to Toronto. That's right. We'll do the baddie and daddy section and you and I will find a way in on both ends. Well, yeah. Ba- oh, we'll do our submission together. The baddie and the daddy. Perfect. Oh, my God. And then we'll, uh, yeah, I, I have ideas now. We're going to have to get that. We'll do a whole vlog in the whole nine. Uh, exactly. Meanwhile, I don't even know when AEW is coming to Toronto. I just know that Raw's going to be in Toronto in like August. So that's nice. the best I can do for you. <laughs> we'll and be I'm in the go... section at Raw. And until then, I'll be going to see Superkick, Greek Town, and a bunch of other great shows. So Exactly. And I'll be there too. For for some of them, not all of them. Anyway, uh, Danhausen and Hook. Are you excited for Hookhausen? Are you excited for this tag team to, to eventually uh, show up? I am, but it better be some good damn payoff because like, like we're saying, it's like, there's all this lead up, but what's it's going to lead to? And it's like a meme is a meme, but is the meme worth it? Like, and I talked about this with Tim on, on Tim and Joel call in the ring, the idea of the meme wrestler succeeding. And right now hook completely succeeds because he's a good mm-hmm. wrestler and he's Great entertaining. Wrestler. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He, he pulled it out. And when he had his first match and people were like, I like this guy, he he's mm-hmm. clearly learning and caring about wrestling. People like that. Uh, Danhausen's always been ever since he became the Danhausen we see now he's always been over and he knows how to wrestle so clearly mm-hmm. that's not a problem you put them together and absolutely it becomes the stupidest meme and I'm all for it but what I really want to see more than anything else I want to see Hook wearing Danhausen paint that's well they kind I- of alluded to like maybe they aren't enemies maybe they're friends at the end um but I don't know. And I've been playing a lot of Borderlands lately. And like, it's just all Danhausen. Like one of his main reference points is absolutely Mr. Burns, Borderlands, Conan O'Brien. Okay. Conan O'Brien. That's what I see. That's what I see. <laughs> well, I know the Conan connection. Uh, I'm seeing in the chat and I just saw it online. Tony Khan just announced for Rampage this week. It's Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho in a tournament qualifier for the Owen. Yes, yes, yes. Thank I God. I knew that um I knew that Yuka was coming back. And I actually just saw over the weekend that Riho finally recovered from her broken collarbone, which she finished a match with. Crazy, she right? She finished a match with a broken collarbone. Really excited for that match. I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be actually they, they're doing the show at like 5 30 because of all the playoffs. Yeah, what is on. that? It's because oh, okay. there, there's TNT, there, there's uh uh, basketball playoffs the mm. nhl playoffs are on right now baseball's back basically like if you're the person who talks about ratings all the time with your friends and on the internet don't 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 worry right now <laughs> nothing in the ratings department matters and everything's gonna look like shit for the next god knows how long because there's so much in the real sports world so all the eyes are on that well one of my neighbors he um like i obviously watch a lot of fighting and mostly wrestling but boxing yada yada and he's always like yelling and going off. So I guess he's into some of the stuff and maybe has some money on the line. So good luck to my neighbor. There you go. Uh, hope you don't lose money and gamble responsibly. <laughs> uh, one thing I really liked, by the way, was the main event of Rampage this week. Oh. Not just having Samoa Joe and Tramparetta, but I really, really enjoyed having Ian Riccoboni on the call and Bobby Cruz doing the ring announcing. I thought it just added so much more to the ring of honorness of being on rampage i i quite enjoyed that plus the match of course samojo samojo can't can't dislike him and it creates a nice separation too because like what i don't want to see is kind of like a blurred line between AEW and roh because they're both such different brands and they have both such different character and history and blah 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 one of them's like 
old and legacy. One of them's new and up and coming. Um, so it's nice to kind of see, and I hate the word like forbidden door, but like essentially they're creating like another door to kind of separate both promotions, even though they do have an existing partnership. Yeah. And, and whatever is being built now with ring of honor, uh, mm. this is just the best way that they can do it. Put it on ring, put it on AEW TV and eventually announce where you're going to actually run ring of honor. And what's the alternative? No ring of honor. Well, that's clearly not an alternative because TK doesn't want to do that. He owns the product. He wants to make it into something that's still in development and still working. So for him to shut it down makes zero sense at this point. Uh, Something catastrophic would have to happen in order for Ring of Honor not to run under the AEW umbrella. Yeah. Uh, And a new show's coming too, I saw. Breaking news. So Yeah, supposedly something that's... um, Not wrestling related though, right? Yeah, reality related. So get get ready for... Tay Ty and, and Sam, Sammy yeah. Have sex. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a show. Ty, Ty Conchi and Sammy Guevara have sex? Mm-hmm. Did you know that they do? No. This is new. Okay, so that reality <laughs> show is going to be all about how they do. Remember remember when we tried to watch the Carmella show and then WWE buried it? <laughs> they tried so hard to make it a thing. We made it. And they just buried episodes. it. They're like, that never happened. Oh, my God. Well, then they got married and went on their honeymoon and came back and no one cared. Dude, Alexa's ha- Alexa's wedding looked crazy too. Like that must have cost like a couple milli for sure. Well, I mean, when you have a husband who's deeply rooted in the entertainment business, the legitimate entertainment business, not the sports entertainment business, yeah, not the sports entertainment, not to be business. confused with the sports entertainment business. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you came to me and you were like, "Impact is amazing," and I want to talk about it. And I agree with you, by the way. I went back and watched Impact from this past week. It was short. Really it was short but show. sweet. Yeah, the show, it was such an easy show to watch, and I really enjoyed it. I, um, um, people are going to think that, like, I'm, like, a paid, like, plant or whatever, but I will always, like, ride for Impact because people shit on it for, like, such strange reasons, and it's pretty obvious, like, you know, like, what the issue at Impact is. It's not the talent. It's not the writing. It's that they don't have a lot of money. It's even weirder than that. And I've said this elsewhere. They've been around for 20 years, but they've been around for 20 years in the weirdest forms. They've had multiple Mm. ownerships. They've had multiple issues with talent at different times or just different booking issues. They've had a lot of, a lot of weird struggles and a lot of times where they've been told they're going to close down. And then suddenly they Mm. like the, the, the cockroaches of professional wrestling. And I mean that in like the most sincere, nicest way. But now, the way that they're operating right now, under Anthem, which is a Canadian company, so I'm a little biased, and the way that that they present their shows, you know what? It's really good. And if you're not watching weekly, that's fine. But at least maybe try one of their upcoming events. There's a show Mm -hmm. uh, under Siege is on Saturday. Uh, By the way, spoiler alert, myself and Steven Jensen will be doing the post show over YouTube.com slash Fightful for the Under Siege Impact post show. Um, That is going to be a pretty easy show to watch. It's not going to be Mm -hmm. a major event, but it's going to be a very special one. And the main event was just announced through this episode of Impact. It's going to be Josh Alexander versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, boy. I feel (laughs) so bad for Josh's neck, which I think is surgically (laughs) reconstructed already. Yes, it is. Those two are going to go hard hitting on each other. And that was after they did the Moose versus Josh Alexander rematch, which was actually quite good. Not as good as the... uh, the match they did, uh, the, the, what was the night before, but uh, at Rebellion, they did it again 
for the tapings and Josh gets the win, of course. I also think Josh Alexander started a trend in the past couple of weeks of wrestling of bringing out your children down the ramp because all the children cameos in Triple Mania like warmed my black jaded little heart. <laughs> Pentagon with his kids coming out. It's it's a it's definitely a thing. Uh, my favorite is when the kids come out, but then the parents like yank them off the stage. Like yeah no, yeah yeah, <laughs> you should not be here. It's even funnier uh, at rock shows because it's just like a little child with like headphones on that are like this big backstage. Yeah. I remember watching a Foo Fighters concert and when Dave Grohl's kids were much younger and his youngest was like off to the side stage and Dave goes over there and like his daughter's wearing these like massive noise isolating headphones. And I've had those noise isolating headphones. They're great. They're great for rehearsals. Yeah. You yeah. look like a dork, but man, you don't get tinnitus. I've had eardrum uh, surgery, so trust me. It's... Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Uh, other other matches from uh, from that Impact show. They did Rosemary and Havoc versus Tasha mm -hmm. Skills and Savannah Evans. What'd mm -hmm. you think? Did you enjoy it? I really like the storytelling a lot going on here because it's developing a lot of possibilities for bookings. I'm still, I want to see Allie come back to Impact for just one <laughs> thing. And I'm going to talk about that every week. Um, but overall, um, it was a little, like, it was weird. Like, the, the match itself technically was kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. But I, I like what they're doing with the story um like with rosemary's return and she looks phenomenal um like i pointed it out last week like i just she's really been hitting the gym hard and like you can tell not only in her like physique but like how she's moving in the ring in and out um she just has a lot of confidence and power um and that's really shining through i mean tasha Steeles doesn't need to shine through she's always shining through like she's right up in your face about it um and and i love that about her um but i I wasn't, I was, I was kind of like, eh, like at the end of that match. I don't know. I get it. It was a quick match. And also mm -hmm. it started off with Ty Valkyrie coming out and being like, this is my home. I am the champ. And then you had Deanna come out and then you had Ty and Ro Rosemary and, uh, and Havoc show up. And then Tasha Steele and Savannah Evans. And it kind of like, it just kind of mixed everything together. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? Lot. Yeah. And then they did a quick match where Havoc gets the win. So she's going to face Tasha Steele's at Under Siege for the Knockouts Championship, which again, I'm, I'm not expecting a, like a huge banger of a match, but it'll be fun. And again, yeah, like yeah. I, one of the reasons why this kind of match is happening is you've got Deanna versus Taya again, this time for the AAA Reign mm. and Championship. Uh, and if you, you know, if you take into account how good that match was at Rebellion, Ooh. you can't mm. really have Tasha Steele's have like a massive knockouts championship match because then she's going up against two of the like greatest women's wrestlers out there goats. right now. Goats, goats, yeah. goats. Yeah, two two very very strong wrestlers. So for yeah. like have a contention, it'll be fine. I think it'll just be kind of a match with a lot of stuff going on around it. Rosemary and Savannah Evans are going to be probably at ringside in some way, shape, or form. They'll probably get involved, get tossed out, whatever it is, and then Tasha will probably get the win. It's just going to be one of those matches. I hope to meet Taya one day because I have a question for her because I know that she's from Victoria, which is also where Chelsea Green is from. And Taya wears these very specific type of boots that like rave girls would wear. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I want to be like, did you ever like go to raves in BC or Canada? Because like, I feel like we probably went to a party together. Could you imagine? There's an age discrepancy, though. Yeah. There's a bit of an age discrepancy. I'm, I'm closer to Chelsea for sure. Yeah. Um, what else? Was there anything else from Impact that really uh, struck your fancy? Goes. I mean, Briscoe's opening match was pretty good, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, I like that they're on Impact. Yes. I was, I was quite bag. happy to watch them. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they took on Heath and Rhino, which again, you don't always expect to have the best match, but Heath and Rhino have been around forever. They know how to wrestle. So why not? Uh, gr- really good match. Simple. It's a good way They're to open a contenders. show. Yeah, exactly. So the Briscoes are number one contenders. They're going to face Violent by Design at Under Siege. That match is one that I could see the Briscoes winning and being Impact Tag Team Champions. Yeah, now that you say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Wouldn't Justice for Sour Boy. Justice for Sour Boy. <laughs> they showed up too. They did a whole uh, Bullet Club Honor No More thing again. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting sick of it. But they're doing the match at Under Siege: Bullet Club versus Honor No More. Have so. you gone to the Tokyo Dome, Joel? No, I need to go to the Tokyo Dome. It's on my list. I don't know if like having go, a child like compete is good. in it or go to it. Physically attended. I'm not going oh, to be competing attended. in a ring anytime soon. I'm not you, but now I want to know how your wrestling training is going. I want you to fill in the world. What's what's been going on there? It's going. Um, like I'm a couple of months into it, and I'm so blessed to have found Super Kicked. And to also talk to other people, like, from Battle Arts, like, I have to shout out Santino for just, like, being, like, a cool person and, like, checking in and be like, oh, you're training and, like, giving me, like, little, like, just being a very helpful person and to just have access to all these, like, Canadian wrestlers on all different levels has been um, really refreshing um, because, obviously, it's, like, male-dominated. There's only one other woman I know in my class that's doing this. Um I know BAA started an all women's class. I don't want to go to an all women's class all the time, but I think that that, that's cool that it exists. Um, And yeah, shit's getting real. I started taking my first bumps and uh, screwed up my leg getting pinned and getting up to the second rope now and um, still really focusing on fundamentals and chain wrestling and holds and and all that stuff but now i'm starting to like have ideas of sequences to you know start practicing and um or i'll see something like a gif like of mesa ruga doing a speed style thing and being like oh i want to copy this sequence or whatever so it's it's starting to kind of it's like when you learn any skill like let's say painting first you learn how to like mix colors and then you learn how to like make texture and you know, it's it's all starting to come together and it's 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 cool. And you know, I I don't expect to, you know, be on AEW or a WWE like Seth Freakin's Rollins superstar, but um I love it and I hope to keep learning and hopefully get in the ring and you know raise hell. That's insane. I, I'm like so stoked that you're starting to like think of sequences and start taking I have dreams those... about it now dude I have wrestling <laughs> dreams it's so weird that's awesome though I yeah. mean there are so many op- opportunities for you to like continue to to work through all this stuff and like like you said you've got super kicked and they've been uh, they've been training you and doing all that stuff but you're mm-hmm. getting some time now to kind of relax and kind of uh compose uh, you know yeah. cuz it's it, you've been running hard like you every week we talk about something that you've been working on and so mm-hmm. when there's an opportunity to kind of take it easy, do you find that it's helpful? Do you find that it's something that more people should do, especially in wrestling? Absolutely. And I think like everyone like always is like really quick to like comment on wrestlers like, oh, they should do this or oh, they should do that. And it's like until you get in the ring and like take your first couple bumps, which I still technically haven't, like I'm still doing like child stuff compared to like right. what people do. Um, but until you kind of get in there and like start doing the work, you have no idea 
like how intense and how scary that is and it takes a lot of balls like no matter who does it even refs like refs are wrestlers too yeah um security guards like everyone like there's so many people valets managers like there's so much going on um and that's kind of like what i'm starting to realize like holy shit like this is real and this is something um that i don't see doing as a full-time career obviously but like as a passion as something i love as something i want to do and i want to get more people into it whether it's a young girl or a young boy or a young whatever like i don't care I want to. Sorry, no, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to like show my love for it and get other people into it and have fun. Is there a bump that you are petrified of taking, or one that you're looking forward to trying? I mean, my goal by the end of the year is to go through a table. <laughs> so I really want to like know what it feels like to like um, do a table spot. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of things I don't like, grappling is really tough, especially when you're on the ground and you're doing like crucifix holds and like you have like someone's legs or crotch in your face. Um, and it's not because someone's crotch is in my face. It's just that it's like really intense and exhausting. Like I really like the performance aspect and I come from a powerlifting and boxing background. So I'm kind of more like a brawler, I guess, like would be my style. So I look forward to kind of like studying a lot of Japanese strikers and kind of like bringing that to it. Um, I'm not really scared of pain. I'm not really scared of getting hit. I've been punched in the face before in street fights and in like boxing fights. So um, no, there's not too much where I'm like, oh no, like I don't want to do this. I, I want to experience it all um, just safely. Because um, because I've 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 like botched a couple of like really basic things and like you, you quickly pay that price the next day. Yeah, I believe it. There's there's no right way to take a bump when you no. take it wrong. <laughs> like it's no. no. Oh man. Um, and it's almost always your fault too, right? It's almost never you're like you're the other person you're working with, right? Well, so that, well that's the thing because the the safety is on you both, but mm -hmm. you also have to kind of control your weight when you're the one taking the bump, right? Yeah, like I wouldn't be doing a 630 off a ladder personally because I think that no one needs to do that. But, you know, some people can land that. Sammy Guevara would tell you otherwise. Prayers up to Sammy Guevara. He then I also guess. tell you that he has sex with, with uh, Taikachi. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be my worst episode ever of the show. Two views. Everything's yeah, exactly. down vote. Yeah, like I'm seeing in the chat, like you have a finite amount of bumps. You have a bump card and you can only do so many and take so many until your body's like, nah, forget this, I'm out, I'm done. So listen, hopefully your bump card is very, uh, very vast and you're able to do as much as you can in the time that well, you want. Well, thank God I love Joshi style wrestling, Rachel. That's going to be <laughs> yeah, super exactly. good for my bump card. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. uh, the problem is like the Joshis are all, this, they start at like 14, 15. And yeah. uh, last 14, I checked, 14, that's so old. That's right. They start at nine. And last I checked, I am not podcasting with a nine-year-old. So uh, unless I am, at which point I have questions. That'd be weird, but no, I'm right? not nine. Hey, there. That would be cool though podcast. to have a like a nine-year-old just come in and talk about wrestling from a nine-year-old's perspective. They exist. I'm sure. Of it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get Josh exist. Alexander's kid to come in and talk about wrestling. That'd be incredible. That video of imagine? him uh, doing the uh, karate while slapping his knee. I was like crying. Was so dying. funny. 
Yeah. Uh, there's some good stuff out there. But anyway, um, we, we don't have to go a full hour today. But it's kind of short else? and sweet. Yeah, we're kind of short and sweet. We, we talked about Triple Mania. We talked about a little AEW and some impact. Is there anything else that like really stood out to you from this week that you want to touch on? Did you watch any of the GCW stuff? I, 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 I need to see I need to see the Janela speedball thing because yes. like we've all seen the gif and holy shouting that out. Shit. I watched the match. Very well worth your time. Go watch Speedball and Janela. Can I cut a promo? Sure, as long as it's not a problematic promo, we're good. No, 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 no. Okay, so this weekend in Toronto, only the toughest wrestling OTT has an event. Um, the OTT heavyweight championship match with Harry Bulldog Smith versus Eric Redbeard. That's going to be great. The OTT title belt will be brought to the ring by 10-year-old Steven Spice, who was a Greek town, and he's a survivor of multiple brain surgeries. He's such a badass little kid. Um, Beastman making his debut in Canada versus Ontario indie legend El Tornado. So that should be interesting. Six-foot-six Xavier Walker from Michigan versus the young phenomenon Johnny DeLuca, who's turning 20 years old at the show. I thought he was older. No offense. <laughs> Jody Threat versus Addie Starr. Jody is a brawler. It's going to be oh, amazing. I love both of those women so much. The Cam AM Kings, who is Silk and Sugar Dunkerton, versus the Southern Vultures, John Greed and Rex the Boot Atkins. That's going to be a banger. And John Atlas versus Karam and the Return of the Asylum. He has issued an open challenge and no one's accepted yet. So that should be an amazing show. Um, I'm going to be there. Tickets, I think, are 30 or $35 at the door. It's on Danforth in Toronto. And um, really good people involved. And other than that, catch me. You know where to find me. At Lily Z. It's right there. So I, just like you, when we went to Greektown, we we saw the, the pamphlets for those on the way out. I thought the event happened this past week. And I'm I couldn't dead. for the life of me remember who was in the main event. And I kept looking. I kept thinking that it was uh, Damo, who who used to be mm. uh, Killian Dane, because I kept thinking like big, massive beard, bald head. And then no, it, it's it's Eric Redbeard, like you said, and he's taking on Harry Harry Smith, um, which again that'll be an interesting match just mm -hmm. to watch. Um, I couldn't remember for the life of me where the event is. It's at the Eastminster United Church where Greektown used to run. So might check it out. Like you said, 35 bucks. I'm, I've got the website up here. I'm just taking a look. Um, and yeah, I, I'm glad that I know that this event is happening this weekend. Maybe I'll be able to check it out. But if you're in Toronto and you're looking for wrestling, absolutely go check it out. Only the toughest pro wrestling, which is a ridiculous name, but it might actually be a really fun show. I think it's going to be great. There's some Lucha stuff coming up. There's more Super Kick coming up. We'll keep you guys posted on local wrestling, international wrestling, AEW, GCW, New Japan. We don't care. We talk about it all. Leave us a thumbs up. Leave us more comments next time, you cowards. And um, that's it from me. There you go. It's Fightful Overbooked, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Do all the things Lily just told you to do, and then go ahead. I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. A little bit of a short one today, but hey, you guys know how it goes. Every single day we got something to talk about. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>